love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. Shout out to me for that beautiful intro music. I just I need need to just pat myself on the back a couple of times. But shout out to me to yourself. Yes, to me to CEO Hayes. But um, oh my god. And if you can tell by her lovely voice, we got Miss AJ Badass Jones is here. The badass portion of Love, Lust, and Badass. So what's going on, now? Not much. How are you? I'm blessed beyond my station like that's that's all i can say i feel so i'm tired i've been working a lot but i am truly truly blessed i'm a blessed man that's very good to hear as i sip my tequila just reminding myself of how blessed i am how was your week (laughs) um my week was good it was a very productive and fruitful week uh i had a sale event this past weekend which was great a lot of people you know so very happy about that dope dope so you know, we because our topic today before we start answering questions was it came you came up with it. It was all of a mind from Miss Badass Jones. Uh, I want you to present it this week. I, I I know I'm the host here, and you're you're the color commentary because you just <laughs> add so much color to this to this podcast. But go ahead and present the the conversation topic for today. Okay, so our topic of discussion this week is um, our opinions, thoughts, and feelings on. PDA, um, for those of you who don't know what that is, Public Displays of Affection. So since I introed, you get to answer first. Uh, my, here's the thing, is that I, I, I love PDA, uh, just flat out. I, I feel like me, I'm one of the, the type of people where I'm going to smack your ass, I'm going to grab it, I'm going to pull you close and kiss you randomly when we're in public. But I hate seeing it, so it's it's a weird it's a weird balance, like because because to me here's the thing is I hate seeing people like awkwardly kiss like you have that couple that's like all tonguing tonguing each other down in public and they just neither one of them know really what the hell they're doing. It's like come on now, have some self respect. You guys are both over thirty. I expect better out of you two. But what what what, what are you, what's your opinion on it? Oh my gosh, you know what's really weird. I, as much as I'm laughing at your answer, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I'm all for if I am with somebody and, you know, like, I mean, I've been out. We've been at the grocery store. He's holding my ass or, you know what I mean? Like, we're holding hands. We've kissed. Not over the top. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do hate to see. And it's really weird because I'm a voyeur. So I'm like your peeping Tom. Like, I'm that girl. <laughs> Stop the presses. Here we go. Here goes the, the learn too much about AJ segment of this podcast this week. So you're a voyeur? So I'm the neighbor's window. I'm the... You're if a I happen to, I am. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> but you know what? I'm so okay with it. It's, it's a weird thing. So when I'm creeping, I'm okay with it. I'm being a voyeur and seeing PDA. But then I guess it's technically not PDA if I'm creeping through your window. But regardless... I'm okay with seeing it in, in that kind of contained capacity, but when I'm on like the bus, 
or walking down the street and I'm seeing it like, so like you said, like tongue all down your throat, hand in your jeans, you know, hand up your her top kind of thing. I'm like, get a fucking room. Hello. What are you doing? Yeah. Dope. Nope. I, 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 well, I mean, I continue to learn. Life is life is a continual lesson. I'm just learning more and more about you. So now I have to ask. <laughs> you, you know, I, I I have follow up questions. What's the craziest thing you've seen while creeping, aka being a voyeur? Um, <laughs> uh, when I worked downtown in the city of Toronto many, many, many years ago. Oh boy, I was in. Uh, a lawyer's office. We're not going to discuss why, but uh, I was seeing a lawyer and um, he actually asked if I wanted a coffee. So he went out to go get his coffee. So I'm standing at the window. Like his view was spectacular, but there were um, two other office buildings um, like from like on either side of the building that we were in. And then straight ahead, you could see like a view of the lake. Um, Anyhow. So I'm looking out the window kind of from side to side, looking at the buildings. And I have this weird thing where I like to scan the offices to see how many offices have lights on. And as I'm doing this, I am seeing a man and a woman on a desk. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, boy. And so, like, I'm I'm there and I'm trying to, like, wishing I had, like, um, what do you call them, binoculars or, or, like, you know, Zoom vision or something like that. And I'm trying to see what it is that they're doing. And they're just going at it like they're kissing and groping and, like... You know, like when you get mesmerized by something, like a deer in headlights, you're just kind of caught and you don't really know what to do. And then I had to fucking sit down because my lawyer came back in the room and I'm smiling. And he's like, are you OK? And I'm like, uh, yeah, thinking I was trying to think of what I could ask him to go get for me so he could leave the room so I could go back to the window to finish watching or seeing what they were doing. But yeah, that was actually quite exciting. It was very stimulating. <laughs> Well, I mean, this we got to come up with a, a name for this segment because you and your stories, I just, I swear, I swear. <laughs> At my age, for the life experience that I've, I have, I'm sure I have a relatable story for everything that we were ever going to talk about. That's Crazy. dope. That's dope. This is part of the reason why this podcast is going to be so successful. But... <laughs> so, th- I mean, there you go. We tackle we tackle PDA. Um, well, how... Uh, how- when did you become comfortable with PDA? Because I, I will say this. I have almost always been, like, even looking back at, like, high school, I've always been comfortable with PDA. What about you? Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's never really bothered me. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think much like you, I'm for people expressing their love or their like or their lust or whatever it is that's going on between them. Um, as long as it's something that's, like, it's not blatantly offensive, like, you're not trying to get fucked in public while children are around and that kind of thing. Like you have to have some kind of sense about you in terms of, you know, respect for your environment. But yeah, I've always loved to see like a man holding his woman's hand or his arm around her when they do like the hands in the back pocket, as corny as that may be. Um, you know, you see like a somebody walk by and they kiss their significant other or whoever the person is and, you know, go about their way or they're playful and 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 flurry with one another. I think those kind of things keep relationships very fun and healthy absolutely absolutely but let's get into our the meat of this episode which is answering questions and boy do we have some hot ass (laughs) questions this week we're gonna start start off with with, uh, a few of the more tame ones and then we're gonna work ourselves up and progressively get worse and worse so just prepare dig in people because this one i'm sure you're gonna learn a lot about both Hayes 
and Badass Jones, so just be prepared. Um, the first one, which isn't that bad, is it's pretty tame. What do you do when your friend is dating someone you don't like, Miss Jones? You got to answer this one first. Um. Uh, <laughs> I I'm of two minds. Um, part of me says to make the effort to stop um, that feeling or to curb that feeling by getting a, to know the person. Um, I know in some cases that, that that doesn't happen. So I, I guess at the point at which you've decided that you don't like the person, you've made the effort to, you know, like the person. Um, I think having a, an honest conversation with your friend about your feelings towards that individual is a, it's a good thing to do in terms of the health of your relationship with your friend. Um, it also puts you in a position to not have to put yourself in an awkward situation by being around that individual all the time and just developing more malice towards them. Um, I think if it's something that the, the, the boyfriend has done that you don't find palatable, um, again, speak to your friend. Maybe it's something that your friend needs to speak to the person about. Um, I've recently been in a situation where one of my friends is dating somebody and um, he's not the most personable person, even though effort was made, sincere and genuine effort was made on my part and some other people's parts. Um, he just was not receptive in any way, shape or form and had even made uh, a comment to the fact that he wasn't really interested in getting to know her friends. And that is an issue when your friends are a core part of your life. And especially if your friends are deemed to be more like family to you, um, that in and of itself is an issue. And, and in that case, she would need to have a conversation definitely with that person. Like you, your two words are, worlds are colliding. There's no way for them to survive being separate. They're, they will ha would have to overlap. Um, otherwise, you'd be forced to make a choice. You either choose the relationship or you choose your friends. And I, and I don't, never think it should have to come to that kind of situation. You know, I think at the end of the day, if you're with somebody that everybody around you that loves you does not like, there's got to be something in that. Everybody cannot just be bad mind and don't want you to be happy. It has to be something in that. If at least three or four or five or six people in your life who genuinely love you and know you and support you do not like this person. Yeah, and my thoughts on it, I mean, it, it can go, this question can be taken a few different ways because are they saying they don't like him because he's not good for you? Or do their personalities just clash? Because those can be two different things. Like my personality 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 can clash with someone you're with miss jones but that doesn't necessarily mean i think they're a bad person they're just, i just don't vibe with them so um i mean you have to a have that conversation if you, if you if they're your friends then you should trust their judgment you should trust their feelings and you should know that they're not they wouldn't say anything to you to purposely try to keep you from being happy so if they're saying that they don't like him because of something that they get between how he's treating you or how she's treating you then hey i'm not saying just run with that and break up with the person but take that to heart and maybe try to understand where they're coming from maybe they're seeing something that you don't see but at the same time your friend should also understand that just because they don't vibe with them doesn't necessarily mean that they're not right for you. It just depends on the situation and what they're seeing and how you can balance it out. Like I've I've had my friends date someone that I don't like, but I mean that they, they they were good for them. Like my my best friend Brian, he um was talking to someone that I couldn't stand for a while in high school, 
but I, I would say that they they were pretty good together. Quite honestly, it's just that her attitude just wasn't one that I could vibe with at all. It just when she talked, I wanted to walk the hell away. But it didn't affect our our friendship, and we respected that space. Thank God he's not with her anymore, though. But yeah, yeah so right. <laughs> did he end up seeing whatever it was that you felt about her? It was actually something completely different. She lied to him about being pregnant. So oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brian, by the way, my best friend. Is, his, name, Brian. his name's Mr. Prolific on any social media platforms if you want to follow him. That's been my best friend for 17 years. So shout out to Brian. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anything left on that question before we move into the next one? No, I think we're I think we're pretty good. I mean, my like I said, my biggest thing is that if you got people in your life who have genuine concerns, and it's more especially if it's more than one person. Um, again, it's like you said, you don't have to run and break up with the person, but just pay attention to what's being said to you. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have another question that I think me and you both can answer and it's good um, that we can speak from both perspectives of this. And this is how do you put the romance back into your relationship after having a baby? This is this is one that I think a lot of people have problems with, especially I think younger couples may have an issue with that because, you know, younger couples, it's all about them and the person they're with because they really maybe don't have a lot of other responsibility and once that child comes into the picture it completely changes the dynamic um but miss jones i'm gonna come to you first in this one what are your thoughts there um i think for uh some women um one of the biggest issues is leaving the baby for a longer period of time not to say that the dads don't have the same sort of issue with it but i don't think their hearts are as heavy with it as the mothers for obvious reasons um okay so a friend of mine (laughs) he and his wife just recently had a baby um she is now about a month old she's nursing um so his wife's issue is that she she is not comfortable leaving um ll which is what I call her, the, the baby. She's not comfortable leaving LL alone right now uh, for long stretches of time because she's still nursing. So my question to him was, is she nursing solely from breast or is she doing breast milk through bottle as well? He said that she's doing both. So I had suggested to him that maybe it's just a matter of doing small, uh, small in terms of time frame, shorter, sorry, uh, shorter times or shorter periods of um away time from her because i think at the end of at the end of the day too ll needs to get adjusted to the idea that mom is not going to be around all the time that the breast is not going to be available all the time and that other people are going to be caring for are you okay yeah i'm good okay and that other people are going to be caring for her um so i said to him that maybe do something for an hour and a half to two hours, you know, as cheap and crazy as it sounds, you know, go get a little cheap hotel room. You know, uh, I wouldn't suggest to get a bottle of wine because it's going to be in her system for nursing or whatever. But um, just get a room and just go spend some time alone together. Um, like when you were kids, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, like when you turned into like a young adult and you had a little extra money in your pocket and you wanted to like take a girl somewhere and you couldn't do it in the back of your car. If you had a car, you couldn't take her to your house or her house. So you'd get like a little cheap hotel room and it was just passionate and hot and risque and all that kind of stuff. So I suggested that to him and just over a period of time, um, just lengthen out the amount of time that you're away from her. So do maybe like half hour increments every three weeks, let's say, um, to get her adjusted to the idea of being away a little bit longer from from you i mean that was pretty much it <laughs> i can what understand that no i mean my i, I guess i look at it from 
I looked at it from a different perspective. I, I think that maybe, and this is me as a man, but uh, I think a lot of women are uncomfortable with their body after having a baby. Is that, is, is, would you feel like that's a correct statement after you had your kids? Not for me personally, but yes, I, I, I do agree that that is a correct statement for a lot of women. I would say okay. the vast majority. And and so I think that a big thing, a big part of what as men you need to do is make sure that your woman knows that she's still sexy as hell to you like that just i think that goes a long way like if if your woman knows that you still want her regardless of anything i think that that gets her more comfortable if if she just knows you have an uncontrollable desire just to to have her I think that help that helps and goes a long way. Um, on top of, I, I mean, once you have children, and you know, immediately after the baby, it's kind of difficult because the baby wakes up. But once you have children, you you have to try even harder to kind of keep your the romance in your relationship. I believe. Yes. Um, and so, I- and so you 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 got to do and people some people look at it as extra, but you have to do those little things that. Um, and go that extra mile that maybe you didn't have to go before, whether that's, you know, finding a babysitter for the night, whether that's putting rose petals in the bed, whether that's sending signals like and just saying, hey, you know, tonight, we, once the kids go to bed, it's on and just right. that's it. <laughs> like, I don't care how tired we are. I don't care. None of that. When these little bastards go to sleep, that's it. It's adult time. And I think that you, you, you still have to make that time. And a lot of people, you, you find that people have kids and they've had a great relationship. And then sometimes they break up after they have kids because they lose the fact that you still need to have time to connect to each other. You know what? Relationships are work. Like they don't just work because they exist. You have to work at them continually, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's, you know, if, if you have an opportunity to be home, the baby's gone to sleep and you know that he or she solidly sleep for 45 minutes get it in where you can you know if that means you have to put your hands over your mouth to muffle the noises or whatever the case may be go take a shower together rub up on each other touch each other's bodies like just you have to make that effort to stay connected you absolutely do absolutely absolutely um i can't hear you your speaker is you sound muffled really Uh uh-huh what about now it's the same can you hear me fine yeah i can hear you fine no, you sound like you're in a tunnel. That's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything sounds normal to me. It looks like I'm coming through. Looking at the recording, the sound waves, everything's coming through fine there. So, okay. Um, why, why that face? Because I can I can hear you, but I'm struggling to hear you. So if I if I have to ask you to repeat yourself, just know that that's the reason why. That's all. All right, cool. Um, all right, Mrs. Jones, are you ready to move on to the next question? Yes. <laughs> All right. The next question. Here's where we start getting deep. What's your biggest turn on? The one thing that instantly makes you want to have sex. And again, I want to make sure I, I say to the audience, I am not coming up with these questions. These are submitted by <laughs> listeners. I'm not creeping out. I promise. But Mrs. Jones, what's your answer to the question? What is my biggest turn on? The one thing that immediately makes me want to have sex. Mm hmm. Okay, so can can I ask a question prior to before I answer? Sure. Is this biggest turn on in terms of what is physically done to me, like as a stimulus, like as a I, physical stimulus? I have no idea. I mean, this is I read it exactly the way the question was submitted, but um, we'll say not necessarily physical. Like, what's something, whether it just 
any the thing that makes you want to have sex whether it's something that's said to you whether it's something that's done to you whether it's a look like what what it what can it be um i would say i would say it's it's a look <laughs> okay so um anybody that knows me knows that my eyes are usually covered like my bangs are usually down or my hair is in my face in some kind of way because I don't like for people to look into my eyes. So if you are skilled enough to get me to look at you and hold my stare, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. Well, damn. Um. Uh. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. Um. Mine would be if I had to answer this question. What's the see? My my most of my biggest turn-ons are like during sex. Like as weird as it is, like when I'm having sex. And if I see your toes curl, be prepared because it's finna go. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> like I don't I don't know what it is about that. Like it, it it's something about it, but you know what? Nonetheless, um, but if I had to go with something not during sex, um, uh, I think it would it would be like saying to me how bad you want me like whether it's in the middle of the day if it's at work if you send me a text like when you get home or tonight it's on i'm coming home like i'm i'm going home sick it it doesn't matter um like it, yeah so that that would that would have to be mine it, and sometimes it's a look like um it's just a look like it, it's hard to explain some of the things because a lot of it is like unsaid or like not direct actions like sometimes you just like when you with somebody like you just know by their body language if they want you and that turns me the hell on yeah all right let's move on to the next question i wonder how many people are taking notes <laughs> <laughs> no no seriously and that's what i think a lot of people and i have a conversation shout out to to jackson from sex with strangers who me and him have have debates all the time about stuff like this and to me i think that I, it's almost a turn off if someone has to say like hey i need i need you to come home and when you come home i'm gonna suck the hell out of you like it's almost a turn i'd rather it be sleight of hand subtle. yeah it's subtle yeah. like I, I don't want you to flat out tell me i don't want to flat out tell you what i want you to do or what i want i want to do to you i'm all about the show like i'm gonna tell you i want you and then we're gonna figure out the rest when we're in the act like i, I just it's something about the unexpected nature of sex um yeah i think everything should be spontaneous i'm turned on by spontaneity so that that's what it is but nonetheless let's 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 move on enough about hey see you just i would have when we first started this podcast i would not have admitted that but nonetheless we're we're here i'm i've, I've said it but uh <laughs> it's good I'm, I'm glad i'm able to draw these things out of you it's a beautiful thing <laughs> the next question is when dating someone do you think it's best to wait a certain amount of time before having sex I guess I'll answer this one first. I don't know if I've answered since we got into the question one first. Let me, I, I, I would, I would say that everyone has their own right time. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in, oh, well, I should make him wait six dates. I should wait three months. 
and the truth of the matter is is that you'll know when it's right like don't try to manufacture or force something into being a amount of time that you've set in your head like as long as you feel comfortable with that person um and that can take any amount of time like there 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 have been people as many people who don't believe there have been people off their first date that known they've wanted to marry someone and they've made it happen in like a month later and they've and it's worked like they've stayed married for years and years and years so um it's all about you getting to learn that person what you're comfortable with now um i would say I, I would i would say never have sex with someone because you feel that that's what they want I, it's all about what you're comfortable with and once you guys are both comfortable that's when the magic happens baby but what, what about you miss jones what do you think um i do agree sorry another story as you're saying about people who meet and know that they want to spend the rest of their lives together um one of my uncles and his wife they met and got married in three months and they've been married for over 55 years and they're like remember i said to you like i'm not i don't like the the like the soggy girly chick flicky type of deals and that whole like over the top romance Mm -hmm. they are my favorite romantic story they are my favorite love story um yeah i I, you know it's funny I'm, i'm thinking if i've ever put a time limit on when i'm gonna fuck somebody or give them some or whatever the case may be um and i have i think i think women do it more than men i know that men do it you know but i think women definitively do it more than men um i think some of it is based on the fact that they don't want that especially if they really like the person they don't want the person to think that they're easy or they're cheap or they're a hoe or whatever the case may be um for me uh as i've gotten older i i put restrictions more so on myself um to force myself to have patience in getting to know the person better instead of just want to know what their dick game is like and what their head game is like um but overall and in, in, in general no i mean if, if you're feeling the person one of the one of the greatest ways we as human beings beings can connect is on a purely physical sexual pleasure for gratification and nothing more level you know and and you know i've had this discussion about the difference between intimate love and having sex for just pleasure um but i i don't think that it's it's always necessary to put a, a time restriction if it's somebody that you feel like you really want to get to know on a deeper level and you feel like you want to go a little slower by all means but don't feel like it's something that you're obligated to do um there's no science to how you fall in love when you fall in love or who you fall in love with you could wait six months to a year to give somebody some and break up with them the next day you could give somebody some a couple hours after you meet them and be with them for years so bust it wide open <laughs> no all jokes aside no you you gave great advice I, I think we hit both sides of that pretty well um the next topic that we want to move on to and it's funny that you mentioned love is when you think of real love what does that consist of to you wow you know what's really weird i forgot about that one um because like that's the one i'm trying to avoid the most <laughs> um what does real love consist of for me um it's weird, all that, like what keeps reverberating in my head is love is patient, love is kind, love is whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I, I think for me, really big things are in terms of importance are um, patience, um, 
I try as best when I when I'm dating somebody, especially if it's somebody that I'm really feeling. I want to give them a fighting chance with my personality. Um, so I try to let them know what they're up against mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and, and as many aspects of my of my life as I'm comfortable in telling them at that point. Um, so definitely patience is is um a key thing for me in in determining love for a person. Um how selfish or selfless they are. Um, definitely if they're family oriented, um, things like how they exist in the world in, in terms of how they relate to other people. Are they compassionate? Are they empathetic? Um, or do they lack those things? Um, yeah, this is a this is a hard one. This is a hard one. And especially if you've been in love a couple of times, the way that you love people is different. And I know that there are some basic things that just are they have to be there at the core of it for you to love anyone. Um, but it, it, there are things that also change from person to person, you know? Yeah, I mean, love is one of those things where it's different for everyone. And also because love is truly a feeling, it's hard really to put into a criteria, I, I, I would say. Um, like for me, love, when you know you're in love or you, when, when you when I think of love, it's it's more of a like you feel you truly truly feel like that person adds something to your life without you looking for them to add something to your life like it, it, it's almost an intangible thing intangible thing that that they bring to you that maybe you didn't know about yourself or you didn't even know you want like when, when you're in love with someone i truly feel like all those all these lists that everyone has that they think of oh my partner has to be this my partner has to be that a lot of that goes out the window when you're in love and and i think a lot of people try to force love nowadays and it, it, it that that's why you see a lot of problems but like all the like that list that you have written down in your booklet of what your perfect mate would be when you're truly in love you'll look at that list and be like ha like this person what they bring to me transcends whatever i could write down on this piece of paper mm-hmm uh, a woman that I used to work with, it's, it's interesting, she she and I had, had this conversation and she said the person that she ended up falling in love with and marrying was not who she would have seen herself with in any way, shape or form. Um, she always had this ideal picture of what her husband was going to be like based on um, like the physical characteristics and that, you know, like when you ask somebody like, what are you looking for in a woman, a woman, like in terms of the physicality and what have you. Um, so she is, Jay is, Jay's six feet flat footed. Her husband's like 5'10", blonde hair, blue eyed. You know, she likes him tall, dark and handsome. She said completely opposite of what she would have seen herself with. But when they met and after the first date, she said she knew that she was in love with them. They've been married now for eight years and just had a little boy. So you, you never know. Yeah, you, you never know with love. That's that's one of those things. Um, we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast on this question because I'm sure me and you are both gonna go into uh, uh, just a whirlwind of comments and reactions based off each other's. As look look at look at badass Jones there. Like look look at that. It's good. No one it's, can it's, see me but you. It's very fitting for for this question that's about to come. You may need that. Um, <laughs> what's your worst sex story? You gotta take this one first. Oh man, I refuse. Do I have to? Do I really have to take this yes, one first? Yes, you have to. Oh on. man, waiting on it. <laughs> my worst sex story. Let's think. I don't know. All my all my experiences have just been amazing, mainly because I've been in them. But um, 
Really just said out loud? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm op- being honest, but no, I mean everyone's had a bad sex story. My worst sex story would be um okay, so I was whew, was I like nineteen? I was young. And um it was me and this and this young lady. Uh and oh god. Do I really want to tell the story? Is this really what I want to go with on record? Um can't stop now. So me and, me and this young lady uh, had a, a sexual rendezvous. I decided to get a hotel room. Um, uh, and while we're doing our thing over the course of the day, she wants to try anal sex. <sighs> oh, boy. Why do I feel like I know where this is going? Uh, so we get into the act. Um, and she she's okay for a minute. And yeah, so I come out to readjust the position and chili dog dick. Um, yeah, it was by far the worst sexual experience I have ever had in my life. I can't, I've never even, I've never told anyone this story. And now our hundreds of subscribers (laughs) and listeners know this story. Um, yeah. By far, by far, I I was under, I got right in the shower and I left. I left. Uh, wow, I don't even think I have one that tops that. God damn. That was yeah, yeah. There you go, everyone. So uh, caution, beware. Um, yeah. So so, what's your story? Let's hurry up and get off this because I don't even want to this thought to linger anymore. Let's but, let's keep I, it moving. But I want to say something about this. Oh, so just as as sexual experiences go on a whole, when you're thinking about dates that people go on, it's you know like you go to dinner and then maybe you go to like you get a room or whatever and you guys have sex after. I am a firm believer. Like if you know that you're planning to go have sex, what, what in whatever way, shape, or form, don't eat before you go. <laughs> I, I'm so serious. It's like, have you ever gone out to dinner? It, it wouldn't happen to you because you're not on the receiving end of it. But as women, I'm sure there's somebody that can identify with this. So you go out to dinner with somebody like, you know, you're going to fuck him at the end of the night. You guys, you go you get a room. Your belly is full. And this man wants to bend you up in a holy proposition. And all I'm thinking to myself is I'm having pressure on my stomach right now. And my um, my diaphragm, I'm going to throw up all over this man and never see him again. Don't eat if you know you are going to go fuck don't eat before you go that should be the name of this podcast don't eat before you go are you with me still i'm with you i'm with you i'm, I'm being traumatized all over again but keep it going man what's what's your Sorry. story i apologize um my worst sex experience ever um was with a gentleman and it's it's a really quick story like it's quick because it's quick um so we started having sex we're you know doing the whole foreplay thing whatever whatever um he penetrates me two strokes he comes so i'm like okay you know i know people get nervous you know it things happen you give them an opportunity to redeem himself he was all apologetic i think he was more mortified than i was um but he was apologetic and everything was fine and so he's like you know he wants a chance to redeem himself so i'm like, okay cool no problem so i'm like you know i know with with men you usually like your second round especially if you come quick the first round your second round is like that's like your olympic round like that's just your your when your, your moment of glory round so 
We start again, and I swear to you, two strokes in, he comes again. <laughs> and he's trying to tell me that this has never happened to him before. He's never had a problem. You know, and then, I, honestly, at this point, he's like, okay, please, 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 like, let's just, like, let's just keep going. I said, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on it. I tried to give you a pass in my head the first time because I know that, you know, it happens. Um, but twice in a row? No, no. That's a very, very short-lived experience. I never went out with them again. Is that bad? I also went to see someone else the same night because I was pissed and I was frustrated. I know that's bad. That's like a total whole move, but I'm okay with that. Well, every, everyone has whole moves at some point in their life. No, no judgment <laughs> for that. We're all grown. I mean, there's no point in judging anybody for that. But all right, so let me just understand this. So the two pumps, he was done. Then like, you guys did it again. Like legit, the first stroke, I was like, okay, this is gonna be really good, cause he had like he had good dick. And then the second stroke, I feel like a sh- like he his body shuddering. And in my <laughs> mind, I'm saying, like, bitch, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so okay, wait a sec. So maybe you just overwhelmed. I mean, even even Michael Jordan had a bad basketball game. Maybe yeah. maybe you just caught him on a bad day. But you never talked to him again. There was no reason for me to. You know why? Because honestly, and, and and maybe that's just really bad or whatever the case may be. Don't pressure me to give you an opportunity and you get an opportunity and a backup opportunity and you don't come true. That is going to be a problem for me because then I'm going to have to walk street and talk that your show was flop. You don't want that from me. Sorry, do I have to go back and say that in English? No, you're <laughs> good. I think we understand all that. Um, Wow. Well, and shout out to the young man. It, in that moment i said okay let's go let's let's go a second round like for all your big talk and for all the pressure the pressure and whatever else that this is going to be fantastic and i really need to try you yo you were like dismal how what long am i supposed to ask this? about after that how long because the only thing that our conversation would be really and truly if i continue to talk to him he would try to justify what happened and be begging for an opportunity to redeem himself i just want to skip that whole headache how long ago was this Oh, this was when I was like 18, 19 years old. Uh, and he was he was older, younger, same age. We were the same age. Okay. Well, I mean, every every dog has their day, but nonetheless, that yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, the second go around is supposed to be because a couple of years later, I heard that he got someone pregnant. So well, maybe it's because he came so fast though, and he couldn't control it. I mean, just... she probably didn't even know he came. Exactly. That's why she got pregnant. <laughs> Oh man, where's this 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 podcast? Like, I, I if you guys have made it this far, you are a brave, brave soul. I I love each and every one of you, Miss Jones. Tell the people where they can find you. And you, you know, we we have to get you. Like, I, I know we have the podcast Twitter, but we have to get you your own Twitter because I just I I, I need the commentary from Mrs. Jones. But nonetheless, tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, I am on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. We have our Twitter handle, which is lovelustmbas. Um, we also have our email address, lovelustmbas at yahoo.com. And you and I will talk about setting up a badass Jones Twitter feed. <laughs> and I am CEO Hayes. You can find me at CEO Hayes. More importantly, you you can listen to this wonderful podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and soon to be soon to be iHeartRadio. We'll, we'll 
we're looking out for that uh we're, we're making big moves here in, in a short amount of time for this podcast but you can also listen to my other podcast which is the awakened soul on all the same platforms uh just yeah check check it out dope content all the way around uh I'm, we're gonna end this on this Let, let's let's try to get it a little more pg just when we end um thanksgiving in 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 canada i know it's completely different but it yes. is thanksgiving weekend here in the states what are your plans this weekend miss jones um well being as i'm in canada our thanksgiving is in october um i actually have a wedding that i'm supposed to be attending this weekend so that's gonna be it all right well i hope you catch the bouquet um please hi hi take that back we'll have to talk about that on the the next episode but thank you to all our lovely listeners we'll see you guys again next week as Hayes Day approaches quickly yes (laughs) toodaloo (laughs) this man said toodaloo (laughs) really (laughs) 